Greetings, nerds. This is Scene and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Hope you're doing well this evening. I'm doing fine. You know, we took yeah. a break last week. Yeah, we're we're back and got a lot of things to talk about, for sure. For better or for worse. For better or for worse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you uh did you watch the Craven the Hunter trailer? I did. I did. I finally got around. I saw I saw the poster. Um really liked the poster. And I finally did watch the trailer proper today. Um because I I I wanted it to be fresh fresh of mind um for tonight. And um yeah, you know, it I it actually I, I was actually pleasantly surprised that I didn't have the reaction of what the hell is this shit? Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's a, it's a story of two trailers for me. Uh, on the one hand, it was like, Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson definitely like plays the part well, which I, which I figured he would. And given that, you know, we, ha- we have a Spider-Man character adjacent character having another solo film in the sony marvel universe uh you know that's that's their thing and you know so i was like okay cool but where where i was just like where are they going with this was the um how craven got us it looks like how craven got his powers because <laughs> if i recall i was like because i was like wait a minute craven did they like do a spider-man like type of Craven getting his powers with, with the drop of blood here. Cause I mean, that's not how he, if I recall, I don't know Craven that well, but I do know that he did not get his powers from a lion. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So that was where I was just like, oh, you kind of, uh, you know, and I know you don't have to necessarily do a one-to-one adaptation and all. No. And you can take liberties, but that one was just kind of like, all right, really? Y'all going to give him a Spider-Man type of, uh, type of introduction. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree with you. The trailer didn't bother me too much. The only yeah. thing that consistently runs through my mind during a trailer like this is, oh great, it's the anti-hero. So, yeah. so is he good or is he bad? Yeah. Read. Yeah, I was thinking that that aspect of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It it just we we've had a few of these. None of them have done particularly well in the box office or with critics. So I don't expect a lot from this movie. I don't even know if I'm going to see it. I didn't see Morbius. I, I'm i not seeing, like, I haven't seen either one of the uh, Venom movies. So so I mm-hmm. doubt I will. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, f- I do feel like I watched the movie, though, through that trailer. So I saw the first, yeah. second, and probably a part of the third act. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And guess exactly. what? The spoiler alert by the end of it, you still don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> you still don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we do get Rhino in it and stuff, too. So, I mean, the Red Band trailer, it's a rated R film, and you know, which I know the, I think the Venom films were rated R also. Yeah. So, you know, so, uh, you know, like I said, it has potential, but you're right. I mean, I... Outside, you know, clearly outside of the Spider-Verse, I, you know, I really haven't really been drawn to any of the any of the sony marvel films uh let me let me correct that haven't been drawn to the recent sony marvel films i should say yeah 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 the the ones where kevin feige is not really involved at all and it's noticeable um all right um on a on a down well since we're talking marvel um People, I don't think, are going to be surprised by this at all, but Marvel Studios will have a much smaller footprint at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're they're skipping Hall H um, this year. They have, because, they've done that multiple years, though. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they, well, you know, they, they had the big return, I guess, was it last? Yeah, I guess last year. Um they then, they do a weird thing like every other year they'll do yeah, it, yeah. um and then they'll they'll I think Kevin Feige has gotten so much glee from the reaction of when it's like 
a surprise fan of or a fan event and then he just announces things during that like he doesn't like he doesn't have to have a convention so right right know. it makes yeah. sense to me. yeah yeah and and you're right it, it you know because of the writer's strike and potential screen actor guilds strike um there yeah it doesn't make you know it, it's not surprising that they're not going to be at the um at the event because really everything most things are kind of stalled in production now and and um you know and it's also you know just from a from a you know not being a particularly good or bad you know good look uh you know showing up while there's people's work stoppages and celebrating you know these uh you know these these properties right now um it is really you know what there's really no news at this point for really, or, or big things to unveil or any footage to really unveil because a lot of things are just are, are on hold right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, something that is no longer on hold will kind of sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we do know that Superman and Lois will return for a fourth season. Yep. Um, but. At the simultaneously, word got out that part of the reason why they've been renewed is because they're undergoing drastic budget cuts, which mean majority of the cast have been either reduced to guest starring roles or removed from the cast completely. Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that news broke last week while while we were on break, and um, yeah, I yeah, you know, I definitely. You know, whenever we first saw the news, I guess it was a, it was like a one-two drop. So we got the the drop of the series being renewed, which was was which was great news. But then the devil and the details started to come out, like oh yeah, like as you noted, the budget cuts. And then the next day um, was when it, it was confirmed. Well, I think that actually the day they were renewed, actually I think uh, Dylan Walsh, who plays General Lang. Uh, his wife like posted on Instagram that he, you know, he was not coming back through the, to the budget cuts. And then, uh, after, I guess the next day was when the, the, the official word came down that, you know, it, it, there wasn't, or it was indeed going to be, uh, reductions, you know, from regular status to guest star status. And really, you know, it's up to, I guess, story and, and, and the actor's availability of, as far as, uh, whether or not they'll come back as guest stars or not. Um, I know Eric uh, Valdez, who plays uh, Cal uh, Cushing, has has said that um, he, you know, he he is planning on if he doing some guest spots, uh, and also the actress who plays uh, Sarah uh, Indy uh, Navarrete. I think she's also been rumored to come back, but um, but beyond that, um, the other I guess regulars who have been in, on the show the first you know, three seasons, uh, no official word has come back out. Um, other than I know the actor who plays, uh, John Henry did post on Instagram, like looking for work. So, I mean, that could be taken as a sign that he's, you know, moving on. Uh, but it did make as a regular, uh, Michael Cudlitz who, uh, is playing Lex. So, uh, so they did drop every, drop a lot of folks. Um, but they did add him, uh, as a, a regular for the fourth season, which, you know, given uh, where things are headed with this season at the end of this season um, makes sense because it looks like that's going to be the focus of the fourth season. How many um, episodes are remaining? Is it just two or three? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The penultimate was this past uh, Tuesday night and the finale is next Tuesday. Okay. Good. Yep. Cause, yep. Yeah. It's, they're doing a weird thing because I feel like, not last week, but the week before, it was pretty much the finale, and mm-hmm. now we're getting a little like teaser for the fourth season. And yeah, interesting. Um, I, yeah. I wonder if any of them are gonna die. Mm. <laughs> I had a I really dark thought the other night, <laughs> like I mo- mainly do, and I was just like, "Kill kid, kill one of the boys," you know. <laughs> You know, you, 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 you had the, the, you gave us this idea that Lois would die of cancer this season. Mm-hmm. So a boy has to go. <laughs> one of the sons. <laughs> yeah. One of the sons. Uh, yeah. Or, or leave, or leave us in a, a, a cliffhanger with like one of the boys in jeopardy with Lex. Cause I mean, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we, it's going to be another five years before we see the fourth season at this rate. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but well, but when it does return, in addition to the budget cuts, they also did an episode count, so it's only going to be ten episodes next season. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and the last piece uh, piece of news leads us into our main topic, or one of our main topics, which is the Flash, um, which we both watch. But the director, Andy Muschietti, 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 um is set to direct Batman, the brave and the bold. I feel like we already knew that. Yeah, well, it was, it was rumored. And I think he mm-hmm. kind of let the cat out of the bag early before it was officially announced. And then, uh, James Gunn confirmed it last week. So that was another one of those things that, um, that dropped last week, uh, on the hills of the flash release. So, so, uh, since since we've both seen The Flash, what are yeah. your thoughts about him directing Batman the Brave and the Bold? Um, I think he, I like this direction of The Flash. I mean, I know and I know getting into the film, we'll get into deeper discussion about it. I like the film. I, you know, I, I told you that before. I, I'm, you know, still like the film. Um, I think. Assuming, you know, I think assuming that James Gunn doesn't cut him because or the studio Warner Brothers proper doesn't force James to cut him because of the under the let's just face it, the under underperformance, basically a flop that the that the Flash is having at the block box office. Um, I, I I think he'll be OK um, doing doing this film. Um <laughs> Halloween review. He's going to be okay. <laughs> no, I think it'll be, I mean, I think, I think he'll direct a good film. I mean, a lot of it's kind of like where, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, you know, the Brave and the Bull will introduce the Bat family and stuff. You know, I haven't read many of the, hardly any of the comics. Um, that's what will be the source material. So I can't, so I, I can't really speak to the tone of those books. So. But you um, don't, you, at the end of the day, you don't know. Like you're, yeah. You liked what he recently put out there. Yeah. So you're like, okay, we'll see if he can do some, like, one-up this this thing. Yeah. Um, the Flash. Man, I'm having trouble with words today. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I am more hesitant about this. And not hesitant. Hesitant isn't the right word because we all know that these directors – they direct a really weird movie or a really lame movie, and then they direct like an Oscar award will- winning film. And yep. you're like, this is the same person. Yep. <laughs> so, so, you know, if, sure. Um, I have a lot of issues with The Flash, and majority of my issues have to do with the directing. Um, I don't think it was directed well. I have a lot of issues with a lot of the choices and he can say that everything, it was a choice and it was supposed to be like that. And it's like, okay, but I can still not like it. Yeah. <laughs> it well, art house films criticized all the time for yeah. being like up their own ass and and people will say, this is stupid, this, like, lame. And it's, well, it was an artistic choice. Yeah, yeah. but that doesn't yeah. mean that I have to like it. <laughs> it just yeah, doesn't well, work that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would, you know, my response to that would be, you know, he's been, why I think he actually will be a good director um, for this moving forward is he had, he, he had the unenviable task of basically taking three different visions and trying to make it into a, a cohesive whole. <laughs> and regardless of all, you know, of some of the story points and other issues with that film, I personally was very entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, um, and, and, and given the challenges of, I mean, you know, we've been talking to me since we, you and I have been doing this podcast together since 2017, we've been talking about the Flash movie and all that. So it's, it's been around as long as you and I have been, been podcasting together. And it actually was really, I think it was first announced in 2015. So, yeah. so, 
you know, so to pull all that together and put, you know, and to, at least for me, put together an entertaining film, mm-hmm. not saying it's perfect by any means, but it was entertaining, at least for me. And right. so I, so I think, I, I think he, he has the vision and if he, you know, if he can see a project from its inception from, from, and it really put his own personal print on it instead of taking three different visions and having to mold his, you know, integrate his vision as well, then, you know, I, I think he, he's up to the task. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he's not, and you're right. Like, in this case, he, fingers crossed, we are talking DC. They go through directors yeah. a lot. Um, so So we'll see if he's actually able to hold on to this one and see it through to the finish line. Um, and then we can judge it. But at the same time, um, I just, so, so I keep thinking about how it makes perfect sense. Your opinions about the flash versus my opinions about the flash. And I'm not just talking like nostalgic aside because you, you're, you've been obsessed with this character for a lot longer than I have. Mm -hmm. Um, now, moving that aside, I keep on thinking about our difference of opinions regarding two other MCU movies. Um, the first one being Ant-Man Quantumania and the second mm-hmm. one being Thor. Like, for some reason, both of those movies that are by no means a great comic book movie, like, you walked away from Quantumania being like, yeah, it was a good popcorn movie film. Me, I was like, I hated it. I couldn't, <laughs> like, it, it was, it was horrible. Yeah. The writing drove me absolutely mad. And, and I walked mm-hmm. out of the theater being like, I would put The Flash at the same table as Quantum Media. <laughs> 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 it bothers me. And, yeah. um, and granted, the writing necess- didn't necessarily bother me that much. It was, it was more of the directing, art mm-hmm. choices, the CGI, of course, um, which which is yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll bring that up in a moment. Um, but but the Thor, you had a lot more issues with Thor, yeah. Love mm-hmm. and Thunder, and me, I walked away being like, ah, I laughed. Yeah, <laughs> it was great fun with it. I didn't care. It was stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also thinking about uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And in another movie and then, and I guess, and then the multiverse of madness is Dr. Strange too. Um, I, I, I was trying to think like, I, I feel yeah. like at the end of the day with that one, we're both kind of at the same. We're kind of, um, we kind of, I think had overall the same at the same level of either like mm-hmm. or hate with that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, but the the two other those conversations just uh, just came to my mind in terms of yeah. talking about this movie and why mm-hmm. we have very different perspectives on it because yeah, yeah um, but yeah. I will yeah I will say I like the I like the Flash a whole hell of a lot better than I like that man, no question. Well, I mean you you have yeah. a bias. <laughs> no, and it's not even being a DC apologist. I mean, I just think it was. As, as far as story wise and stuff, it was a better film. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Like I've already, I already preempted this. Will has been a fan of this character far longer than I have. And yet yeah. I'm tired of watching any version of Barry Allen continue to repeat yeah. the same mistake over and over and over again. <laughs> Oh, now, yeah, and I, I, I will agree with you there. I do think, you know, even, I think even from our show account, <laughs> I'll take editorial uh, credit on this one. I did say that it might be time to, like, let the Flash, just put him on the shelf for a little while, um, but in, in live action, animated, whatever, uh, because I agree with you there that I do think there is, um, between the Arrowverse and the Snyderverse, um, and just how polarized people are about both. <laughs> it's just, and, and also just, I mean, it's been a long, I mean, it's been a long run. I mean, you know, when you think about it with, with this, with this character going back to 
2014 live action. Um, yeah, you know, do, you know, let it, let it, maybe not let it sit as long as it did between John Wesley Ship and, and, uh, Grant Gustin, but, you know, but at the same time, maybe just, you know, let phase one of the new DCU, um, unfold and then maybe in phase two or three, that's when, you know, bring the character back. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and, and, and maybe not do Barry, but actually next time bring Wally or, Properly bring Wally West, um, which I think, you know, which, um, there were elements of Ezra Miller's portrayal of Barry that had some, some of Wally's early tendencies as far as the annoying aspects of Wally's character personality. But, um, but, um, but yeah, but this truly bring Wally West or, uh, Jess Chambers or somebody else or, or Bart Allen, um, uh, as, as the flash in the next next time he's appears live action yeah yeah i i or just tell a different story <laughs> you know yeah. or yeah. make it more compelling there there's so many things i mean i'm talking about a, a comic book a superhero genre where these characters like you take them out you play with them somebody screws up somebody else tells a better story you know it is what yeah. Yeah. Um, share more <laughs> of your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I said, the, um, well, this is, this is, I know you wanted, I know you put a pin on the CGI. Um, and I don't no, want to spend, talk about, uh, we can talk about anything. Yeah. 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 Well, let's just go ahead and just, let's just go ahead and put it out there. I mean, we, we, you know, I, I it's, it's, it's definitely been a topic of a conversation. Um, I, you know, I, it did. It didn't bother me really. Um, I, I, I see because I first of all I, I should say I went into this film honestly with very low expectations. To be honest, I I really I thought that uh, all the critic love that was coming out of Cine, CinemaCon was just like hyperbole, and you know it was just like you know you hear you hear that stuff. And then, and then when James Gunn was like, this is the greatest comic film ever, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I was setting myself up for like, this is going to be bad, <laughs> whatever. But, and, and he's doing what he's, you know, I was like, okay, he's doing what he, what he's supposed to do as head of a studio, cheer, you know, be a great cheerleader. So I went into this film actually, I went into it expecting not to like it, to be honest. Um, and actually, and I, and I, and from the opening moment, of the the baby shower i was like hmm, okay i see what they're doing here and 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 yes it, the cgi was wonky the babies were very creepy i i mean i can't you know i'm not gonna sit here and lie and say oh it's amazing or whatever it was creepy but at the same time you know i i liked the i liked the what they were trying to convey as far as setting the tone of the of the film and of the character at least at least in this iteration of the character and so when i let myself just just watch it for what it is i was like oh you know i like the you know i like the i like the the things they were doing there the you know having you know he's like low low blood sugar and and you know he needs to power up and all those things like that and i was just like okay yeah you know and you were seeing things from his perspective so of course I, 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 I did buy into the, like, okay, if I'm moving at super speed, things may, you know, would, would be distorted. So, you know, so I took that. I was like, okay, cool. Um, the later aspect of the film, uh, in the third act, uh, and this is, and I will say this is where the film did, um, did fall down a bit for me was that third act. Um, when we are in the Corona ball and, and I did not, the only, I did not have, you know, if they were trying to evoke nostalgia or good feelings or anything from me when everybody was in the Corona ball and, and, you know, we have all the various Supermans coming up. I mean, I did, you know, I kind of, I did find it pretty cool with the Nick Cage uh, one just because of, you know, of course you know, the history there with, with him and uh his, attempt to play play Superman in the nineties that didn't get off the ground, even though they did have screen tests and all and, and shots and stuff. 
Um, and I did like the little you know, glimpse of the, of Jay Garrick's flash. Um, the other ones just, they did, and I will say it did like, uh, yeah, well, I saw the Adam West and, and saw George Reed. I did like, and I did like the George Reed one. That one didn't bother me as much as the, as the Christopher Reed one did. Um, that one, I just felt like, okay. Um, yeah, I was like, nah, that, that one, it's like, nah, that's not one, that one's not working for me. But, uh, you know, as far as the CG, and that's all, and I, you know, that, and that's it for what I had to say about the CG. But the, uh, but the, the, the story aspect of the third act that did feel like it was, was rushed. I felt like the, you know, the, the dark flash being Barry, I couldn't help but think back to Savitar yeah. with the third season of the flash. Yep. And, um, and I did think that I was like, in that version of flashpoint, actually the airverse did it better <laughs> with their, <laughs> with, with their version of, of, of the, the dark Barry Allen. Uh, so, and because I didn't feel like, and I didn't feel like the third act was, it felt rushed and kind of shoehorned in and where, and this is where you had the competing visions of, I think, throughout the development of this film where I felt like it was, wasn't cooked as, as well as it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there anything that you thought the movie did better than the Arrowverse? Um, so as far, yeah, um, as far as the, the sort of the concept of Flashpoint overall, other than what I just mentioned about Savitar, I did like the way that, you know, as far as the live action iterations of, of the story, I, I did like it the way they, they, you know, having a dual, having the, 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 the two berries. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that, that really, you know, this, this, you know, despite Ezra Miller's issues, I have to say they gave a hell of a performance. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and honestly, I will say that, uh, I, it, it, it was, it was, he did, they did such a great job of it to the point where I was just like, I was able to really put, really, really separate the art, artist from some of the issues because of the, the, the strength of, how they constructed the story and how he portrayed how they portrayed both Barry Allen's in, in the film and, and to the point to the point where else it's like oh you know this is this is a pretty masterful work pretty solid work that he's do, that Ezra's doing here um with uh with the character hmm. interesting yeah yeah so I, I just wonder like if if because I, I mean to play devil's ad- advocate, mm. if he did such a good job in the movie, then then playing both both versions of Barry, mm-hmm. and I wonder why <clears throat> not just you but others have that criticism about the third act being rushed. Because if he was doing such a good job, then it shouldn't have felt rushed from a character perspective right. of. No, that makes sense how he would end up there and like this turn isn't coming out of left field because it didn't to me um, come out of left field. I have other issues with the third act, but um, and and, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his portrayal. I mean, that was that to me, that was where it was just a failure of the story. Mm. Not 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 Ezra's portrayal of Barry. I mean, the. Because even in that third act, whenever young Barry, um, sacrifices himself to, you know, to, to keep, um, I guess, Dark Flash Barry from, um, killing, you know, our prime Barry, uh, yeah, that, that, it, that was not a fault of, of, of the actor there. That was a fault of the, the story. Not giving, not fully. That wasn't a was not an earned moment, and that's right. where I felt where 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 it felt faltered. Yeah, interesting. Um, in for in terms of my opinion about um Ezra's performance, I think he did fine. Um, I don't think it was okay. How do I explain this? So <laughs> it goes back to the CGI thing. 
I find it astonishing how a movie with so many sequences of CGI that is horrible, um, pretty much they hired the same team that they did for Quantum Medium, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> and, and yet having him doing the double shot was seamless. <laughs> how yeah. does that happen? How in the same movie can you have like a really good special effect to the point where a viewer is sitting there and just being like, man, so he has a twin in real life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like it's, it, it, that didn't bother me at all. It was really weird. Um, and yet, and yet anytime, anytime, I'm not just talking the baby shower, I'm talking anytime, any sequence where CGI was used, especially that involved action, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> who, who painted this? Because that's clearly a set. That's a set. Mm-hmm. This is all fake. That, what the fuck? Um, sorry, I'm really cursing tonight, but. <laughs> Um, my, my other thing is like, I'm just going to say he did fine or they did fine because at the end of the day, I don't, it's, I didn't get annoyed with young Barry. Mm. Um, I got bored with both berries. Mm. (laughs) I got so (laughs) bored where by the, by the second act, I'm like, oh, so we just agreed to sit through pretty much a two and a half hour of an Ezra Miller, Miller, um, one man show. Got it. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. there are, there's like, like part of my issues with this is they have a good supporting ca- uh, cast, very mm-hmm. minimally used. <laughs> yeah. A good way. It's a really weird way where there's, yeah. There's a lot of just Barry talking to Barry. <laughs> like, wow, this is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will agree with you there. I mean, they definitely, they definitely did not do Supergirl any favors in this film. Uh, you saw everything she did in the trailers. I yeah, mean, she yeah. did a good job, but I've seen it all in the trailer. Yeah. It's so yeah. stupid to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. And, you know, and, and I did like, I did like Keaton, uh, you know, his return. And I did like Ben Affleck, even though it was very short and, and all. Uh, but, uh, I thought Affleck definitely, uh, definitely utilized him very well in, in as far as the supporting character and, and really setting up the sort of narrative arc of the story. And then Keaton's return. But again, but, you know, but, but your, to your point about seeing everything, uh, with, uh, Supergirl in the, tra- in the trailers. I felt that way about Keaton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except well, for, like, except for much, the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, mu- yeah. pretty yeah. much all of the supporting cast members you saw in the trailer what they did. And then you're watching the yeah. movie and the things that they didn't show was the two and a half hour monologue. <laughs> it's just it was astonishing to me how like like i'm not saying that this is the worst thing i've ever seen but i'm also just just astonished by how the movie has like these glimmers for me from my perspective glimmers of like, oh, that's a good piece of writing. I love the Back to the Future thing. Like, I thought that was so clever. Oh, that was. That was. Clever. But then there's other stuff that I can't remember because I forget anything I don't like. Um, that that I'm like, that's that's this is this is the same writer. Like, but to your point, it's gone through how many different hands. So I don't know who who the writer is at this point. Like, yeah. thousand different people. But it's just. Like there's so there's so many glimmers of oh this is a good could be go somewhere and then it doesn't for me and um man like at the 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 third the third act like the Corona ball I thought it was creepy at the beginning when he was first traveling back and you started to see like what felt like cardboard cutouts of different. Mm people but it's also it's not it's not 
it was it was a really bizarre choice mm. <laughs> because it was the same cardboard cutout just just spinning around him and I'm like, oh my God, what are we watching right now? Yeah, yeah. And I felt bad because my older brother went with me, my parents went with me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my mom actually kind of liked it. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, well, go, go, Mom Belmont, because I, yeah, let's, she and I should talk. <laughs> I said kinda. Okay. She, she didn't go out there like the huge. She just told me it was better than than when apparently I went with her to see Aquaman. Okay. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> um, because she understood what was going on. Because at the end of the day, it's a really, it's a pretty straightforward, pun intended, um, story. The mm-hmm. the one confusing thing, yeah. and we have to talk about this because it's a tra- time travel movie. Okay, so we we've all we all see the spaghetti scene and get explained that that spaghetti breaks <laughs> just like time breaks when you make yeah. a change. So you make a new world, and so the world that we spend majority of the time in throughout the movie with Keith and Batman ends up being hopeless because. Because of how it was formed through Barry's choice mm-hmm. to, okay. So, so then by, by the, by placing the tomatoes on the top shelf, mm-hmm. he's able to save his dad in his own timeline. So with the spaghetti changes that you do impact so you know so unlike so i think it's different from the mcu branches you know like we saw in loki yeah 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 i know yeah so yeah so basically i guess you know so you so you don't by doing the branch you know by doing the spaghetti you never like break any Things just kind of loop on top of each other. So nothing ever, there's, there's, there's never like a break, so to speak, like we've seen in the MCU or other iterations of time travel in, in media. Cause I think that with, I think, you know, the, the thing that Keaton, that, that, that Bruce tells Barry, you know, it, it things flow both forward and backwards and, you know, and then you just have these little focal points of, right. of, of events. So. So, so uh, basically, yes, was that? my explanation was yeah. correct. Yep. So just making sure we're, we're yeah. Uh, so by basically Barry putting, you know, putting the tomato can back, you know, putting right. it on top instead of the bottom, yeah. he, 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 you know, so the, the, the revert, the, the thing on the back end, was yeah he he mom still dies dad now just looks up and so now dad after he'll, right. he'll still serve 17 years in prison but the difference is instead of looking down like he did before and the video doesn't free him now he looks up but the thing is the changes on the front end the front side of it is now instead of when we whenever barry returned you know in this new lot and this new right. part of the string the there's still, you know, there's there going to be other types of changes that that will still happen. Yeah, like George Clooney is now Batman. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I I know it, it's not the MCU, and I do like the spaghetti analogy to the extent that where I could have sworn he broke a piece while explaining it. He did. Um. So so to me, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Um, it just. Well, just, I think that, yeah, well, yeah. I think the, the, I think the, he, I think the dry, it was the, it was the dried spaghetti. That to me is like the other, that's the back to the future rules as far as like time travel with, with, with the dry spaghetti. But in the flash, it was the, it was the boiled spaghetti that, that when he's talk when he's using the analogy that that that's there that's that universe's version of 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 time travel and this is and that's the rules that we are playing by in, in this film instead of the uncooked spaghetti 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just. I mean, that's I just, that's like, just, that, that was, like that's that's how I took it. I just don't like those rules. Um, they don't they don't yeah. compute for me logically. Um, and they just make it very confusing. So thank God this universe. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's just basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it's like yeah, at the end of the day, it's just basically the 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 spaghetti analogy. You know, basically, just it's time is fluid. And and there's just certain focal points that are like I guess like to use the uh, use the uh, across the spider verse term you know canonical events that like in this case Barry's mother has to die regardless right. of where where wherever the intersections of spaghetti happen that that right. is that yeah because but then the things right. yeah but then the things around it the things around it are fluid yeah yeah. Not not all everything around it's fluid. I mean, in every universe, I see Barry Allen. He's always a fuck up. Yeah, yeah, and that was the other thing too that. <laughs> yeah, that that was another thing too. Is probably yeah, he has a screw up for sure about when it comes to time because that was the other thing that I did have. You know, when I did think about it, I was like, so we just spent two and a half hours, you know, with this character. And and we get that. I will say that, that that was a very the moment in the grocery store when he does you know does say goodbye to his mother. I mean that was a very effective moment for me. My dad ruined that moment for me completely. It was not effective at all. When you have a seven year old man lean across lean across my mom who's sitting next to me and says, "Is it shouldn't this be a Father's Day movie? Like what is this Mother's Day?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Calm down. Calm down. He saves his dad. Pay attention. Yes. Oh. Exactly. So it is a Father's Day movie. Exactly. Yeah, he saved his dad. He got his dad out of jail after all these years. But we didn't uh, see the dad at the end. Like in a way, we didn't see like their reunion. So I don't know. It was very, very strange. Um, yeah. Again, it was, again. It was, things you it was like. One of the, it was one of, the, one of the three cuts. <laughs> probably probably one of the 400 yeah yeah um yeah but i like that i did like that moment but um where, where, where i was going with that um was that i just did barry learn it really learn his lesson nope, they, nope. after we spent all this time because i'm just like that, that was the thing i was like wait a minute you know at the end of the day he did this same thing it just didn't have Universes collide into each other. Well, you you will never know like what damage, ultimate damage he did. Um, right. So, and what path like that set him on? Um, yeah. But but yeah. really, the takeaway from the movie is Barry still didn't learn because he did. Like I get it. You you can't. You can't, it's hard not to let him save at least one of them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, for me, I wasn't like, I wasn't emotionally invested in the relationship between his dad and him. I mean, they're trying, they, it's, it's a difficult task. Yeah. Like, because you got two parents. And you need to set up like the emotional for both of them. And the focus is always going to be like set focused on Barry and Nora just because like she's the reason he goes back. Um, but in order for like that ending to really work for a lot of viewers, I think, I think you have to have build more of a connection between him and his yeah, dad yeah. and, um, oh, yeah. or just them as a, as a unit yeah. again, it's really hard in this movie when I, I don't know how many scenes are just Barry talking Barry. <laughs> Nobody else is yeah. just Barry well, talking to yeah. Barry. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and also too, to your point, especially for a lot of viewers of the film who also saw that father son relationship that was just so well developed in the Arrowverse. Between yeah. Barry and Henry. And so then, you, yeah. And you don't get that in this, you know, you don't get that in this iteration of the character. So yeah, that, that, 
those stakes and that emotional, you know, you, you don't have those same emotional stakes that, you know, that, that will, will make certain story elements work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, they, they had the pieces. They mm-hmm. had a lot of the pieces because again, like the, the supporting cast is really good. Yeah. yeah. They're given five minutes. <laughs> It is given so little that and and this story is very complex um, Mm -hmm. and 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 they put it together. I feel like they put it together with duct tape and they put it out there and nobody saw it. (laughs) My theater was like dead. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. We saw it on a Sunday night and it was like a handful of folks and and. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many. I mean, again, you know, there'll be a lot of think thought pieces, and and you know, there's a lot of com- commentary out there already about why did the movie flop. And I think, you know, there's not just. I don't think there's, there's clearly there's just not one thing. I mean, there's. I think there's a multiple multitude of factors that went into it. One, you know, mm-hmm. hmm? absolutely. Like yeah. there's there's there's. You're right. It's not just one reason in particular. There's a lot of things. Um, I I think like three weeks ago I stopped seeing trailers for this movie mm-hmm. like outside of into the spy across the Spider Verse I yeah. saw the trailer but then like I don't feel like I was being bombarded with this trailer to the point where I'm like when does that movie come on again right <laughs> I don't right. know anymore yeah so so I think ad- advertising and marketing they because of everything going on with Ezra. They they kind of didn't do the I, I think I think it would have it would have made more money. Mm-hmm. A had the whole thing with Ezra not happened, but also had it been released last year. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it, it's definitely you're right. I think it's definitely a sense of timing. Um, because yeah, because if if they had released it last year, we wouldn't have gotten the George Clooney uh, ending. <laughs> we would have gotten because yeah. uh, they didn't film that until January. Uh, yeah, and so and 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 so we would have gotten either. I think they I think the CinemaCon ending. I think they had that they just show up. I think Batman or Bruce shows up and he just steps out of the car, and then of course we also seen the set photos of. Bruce Wayne, Keaton's Bruce Wayne, and and Sasha Kali, uh, Supergirl. That was the other ending that I think was that was also um, filmed. But I guess when they, you know, but you know, again, when when Zaslav and that all bought Warner Brothers and and made the cuts to Batgirl and and all that, um, you know, that that pretty much put that on the cutting room floor. And and I know Hamada, I guess, I guess the it, the, I guess the uh, version where Barry, I lose track, but one, I think one of the, ver- one of the three versions, not the George Clooney version, but one of the other two versions w- would have led into crisis. If the, uh, I think that's where Hamada was going. And that was, you know, whenever we, with, with the whole DC fandom, I mean, uh, that was the big thing about it when they had the, that, the, I think it was either the first or second fandom. Uh, when they announced this film, you know, Hamada was talking about this is going to reset things and lead us into crisis. So, yeah. So again, I mean, this, this film has had it. There's a multitude of reasons. Of course, you know, there's no goodwill at all. I mean, you're exhibit A as far as how people feel about the DCEU. Um, I, I go and I watch and I'll yeah. be perfectly honest. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and they they just never did build up that benefit of the doubt that Marvel has that you know Marvel, you know if, if you know it's been well chronicled, you know how well they, how slowly they built things up and 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 really got audience buy in with all these characters. They you know DC just like oh we're just going to throw it all together and and all, but but there's no goodwill and there's no you know you can have you know there's no there's no margin for error whereas Marvel has that because of all the goodwill that. The, they built up over the years because of, yeah, you know, that might be a slip. You know, there might this Marvel movie or project TV show didn't work for me, but I know the next one probably will. Yeah. Um. On that note, do you want to talk about Secret Invasion? Yeah, let's move over to Secret Invasion. 
Um, okay. So I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, I was so confused when everybody started talking about the AI generated openings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the, I was too. I was like, really? Okay. I was too. I was like, what's the big deal? <laughs> Honestly. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. I sp- like what's the big deal? And also I, for some reason kept reading it and interpreted it as like, Oh, that opening fight sequence. And it's like, no, it's the opening credits. Mm. I'm like, oh, hey, I don't pay attention to those. I mean, if your name isn't Game of Thrones, I do not pay attention to your opening credits. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get from the larger philosophical, you know, look, because we do have a writer's strike and AI issues are very front and center um, in the negotiation is that, you know, that the creatives and the studios are having. I get it from that standpoint. I just wanted to make sure they're appropriate guardrails and, you know, proper credit and, and, and rules are in place as far as how you use it. I mean, AIs, I mean, see, you know, they were talking about AI. I mean, see, you know, hell, the, it's used all the time. I mean, and, and the, in my personal view of it, it's a tool. I mean, I've played around with ChatGPT and Bard and all those things and even some other, you know, other, Visual things. It's a tool. And even the studio who method studios even came out and they're like, look, nobody lost your job. We just used it as a tool to help us create this thing. So, so. It was also the merits of the show itself. Yeah, you could off out there a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I heard it come back in. Um, uh. yeah. So, so I'm. I, I, I think we we're not going to talk about the AI co- controversy because no. I don't think either one of us really cares about it. Um, yeah. overall, I I thought this was a fine opening open um fine first episode there was going to be six episodes mm-hmm. um i thought the the ending was really solid and it's kind of what i was waiting for the entire time um because they had mm-hmm. had to do a lot of setup and it just left yeah. me with a lot of questions you know mm-hmm. like like fury they make it a big deal that fury is now on earth throughout the entire mm-hmm. episode right right yeah yeah, he came like to Earth real quick. Where <laughs> I thought we were gonna get a scene where somebody was gonna call him, or Agent Hill was gonna call him, and then he was gonna come down. But all of a sudden, he just walks in, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa! You what? <laughs> were you already here? Yeah. <laughs> were you yeah. like, what is happening?" Um, but and then and then also like the question of like. Well, why did the blip have such a big effect on him? Why did it screw him up so much and not, not Maria Hill? Um, wh- who does, she, who is she referring to in that chess scene? I forget the exact line, but it's something about like, are you, are you wanting to make it up to Talos or are you talking about that other person? Um, who potentially could be Tony? I don't know. Um, but but they they present us with a Nick Fury who is a character we know we've seen a lot of and yet this version of him like kind of I'm kind of looking at the show and watching him and I'm like who are you <laughs> yeah, yeah. how did we get here um but, but I think that's necessary because that gives you some mystery, some like intrigue mm-hmm. about someone who you feel like you do know, but there's a gap now. And so it's, they needed to set up some of those. Okay. We're going to fill in this gap, um, since we're mm-hmm. starting to raise these questions. Um, and it is a show about paranoia. Um, yeah. and so I think that, I think that all makes sense. And the cinematography reminds me so much of Andor and Falcon Winter Soldier. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 I got those. I, I was definitely getting those vibes. Um, and yeah, you know, you know, everything from the cinematography to the, 
you know, the title cards with, you know, whenever they are in different places, you know, that was definitely Falcon and Winter Soldier and also uh, uh, Black Widow as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which, which were also, you know, and, um, you know, what well, I, you know, I messaged just to you last night. I, I liked it because I also felt very grounded. Yeah. You know, you do have all these aliens and stuff running around who are with the scrolls, but it, the, um, Marvel does when they, whenever they get back to their roots, it was very like phase three as far as some of the, you know, storytelling that we got there with the more grounded story. It's like Falcon uh, with uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I was faced and uh, Civil War. Um, yes, so I guess Winter Soldier was two, but Civil War is phase three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but the more you know, but really the, those grounded stories, I think um, they always excel in. Uh, and so I, you know, to, to, ask, to your thing about Nick Fury. I think it's a combination of one. He's you know the, the blip really had you know I think you know he, he's a spy master and he he's always been one step ahead of of his opponent and it seems you know it, it, it seemed that one he's one he is just coming to grips with like. I, I was blipped <laughs> and and so maybe some PTSD or you know or something where he's just kind of grappling with 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 that uh, being that removed from the removed from the chessboard and and and, and all but two I also think it it is a combination of him probably you know like I, I think about when he got taken by um uh, Sonya Fallsworth, henchman, um, trying to play, you know, yeah, he's, he's lost a step, but he's still, you know, Nick Fury losing a step is still, you know, he's still two steps ahead of, of many other, many other adversaries. Uh, and, and so, like you said, I, you know, I let you catch me because, you know, at the end, you know, I wanted to bug your office. Um, so he's, you know, so I think some of it is, is, is part act as well. Um, and, 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 and some of the things that he's doing. So, uh, so, so that was where I was really looking at him as far as like where he is, but also, uh, the blip left him very, left, has left him vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know why, why did it affect him in that way and others not? I mean, Maria Hill is also a master spy agent and yet it, yeah, but she, she got but she, blipped. And yeah. Didn't she didn't seem to have those scars the way he but did? Nick, Nick was like, I mean, but Nick was, yeah. But he's been kind of, you know, but he was like, he's always been kind of center show. But since post end game, he's been kind of, you know, he he's not the not the of the whole, you know, because he set up the, you know, like even in the show, he's like, look, I'm midlife crisis. I got the Avengers, <laughs> you know, when he was talking to Talos, so. You know, so I think he's just trying to find his place in this post-blip world because the whole geopolitical structure has 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 changed, and you know, and it's sort of picking up on things that we saw from in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, you know, the the, the scrolls are, are are much like the um, the antagonists that were in the at least the Splinter Scrolls and, and Scrollos are are like the people that we saw in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, where. Yeah, They're, yeah, it very much, uh, much so. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny the the final scene. Um, I I like I like the choice to to kill um, Maria Hill. Um, mm. not because I don't like the character. I love the character. I just thought it was a very surprising moment. Um, yeah. And it took me listening to a, a, a review from Kind of Funny where they, they pointed out, um, which I thought, like, I was like, there's a reason why I like that. And that you just answered why I liked it. But it's because you start the episode with um, with Ross and thinking like, oh, yeah. he's a scroll. We know he's a scroll. And then the turns and yeah, he's a scroll. He dies. And then you end it. And you're like, for a moment, when she's first shot, you're like, oh, she's a scroll. No, 
No. And then, right. and, and, and the fact that it was the, um, Garvik wearing Nick's face and doing mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and then that, that moment where Nick sees and rushes over her, over to her and says, this is my face. Like it wasn't me. And it's just, yeah. it's very sad, um, knowing how close they were. Um, I didn't like how Nick just left her dead body when all the chaos was going on. Um, and, and I also was wondering there, a bomb just exploded 10 minutes ago. And yet nobody is going to stampede over her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's so much running around, but we're, oh, that's a dead lady. We're just going to run around her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a very yeah. weird thing. Um, but I also, they also pointed out something I didn't pick up on. Um, but earlier, Throughout the episode, there are these people that mm-hmm. Nick Fury sees and Garvik ends up using all wearing all three of those faces as he's leading Nick yeah. to where he wants him to be when the bomb goes off. Yeah. Um, so so they're doing very clever things in a subtle way, mm-hmm. um, which is always appreciative. Yeah. Um, especially when people are kind enough to rewatch things twice and then tell me what I should take away from them. I, I really <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was a fun, I, I'm not, I'm not blown away yeah. mm-hmm. by, by this in any means. I mean, for a while there, I was thinking, I'm like, man, this cast is old. <laughs> we got the old yeah. Avengers going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they sprinkle in Amelia Clark and and the actor I'm blanking on his name who plays Garvik, but I know he's from Bridgerton season one. Um and and I I think I think this is a good start. I yeah. hope it gets better. Um yeah. but but that is a tough ending to to one up. Um, within the next five episodes, because that's a really good ending of an episode. Yeah, yeah that what that ending was, and and you know, and they, and they did play, you, you know, uh, whenever she was shot, uh, it was a start startling moment too, and, and she, especially when she didn't change to a scroll. But then I'm like thinking too, you know, she went in um in No Way Home, I believe she would, you know, he'll was masquerading as a scroll and so was uh Talos's Nick. Uh it was, you know, Soren, uh Talos's wife was was um uh, using Hill as a uh, you know Yep. Yeah. So so they played that card before, but but it definitely it definitely you know, we always talk about stakes. And 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 having a major character go like that, especially after you know, it was the way they bookended it, you know, where you have on the front end, you have Ross, who uh, who was indeed a scroll, And it, it begs the question, like, OK, so how long has 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 Ross been a scroll? Uh, you know, how long has this person been masquerading as him? Because, you know, was it, you know, as far as we know, the real Ross is hiding out, hanging out in Wakanda after the events of Wakanda forever. So, you know, so was this, did he start after the events of Wakanda forever or, or was he, you know, or was this girl hanging around, um, or, you know, prior to that? Uh, so, you know, but then, but also, but then like, so, but then after, as you said, the, the, the ending, of having Maria Hill be the one who's a, a major character um, get killed like that, and you know, and one, you know, will this death really stick? Because you know, we've we've seen this you know before with Coulson as far as Nick's uh, one of his aides, um, you know, right. getting getting killed. So uh, you know, hope I'm really you know, if they're gonna do it, you know, don't do the Marvel, you know, backdoor. We we no got some, that. yeah. No take backs. They're dead. They remain dead. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they, they take it back real quick in the next episode. 
um, somehow or another. But, um, but, but yeah, but like you, I wasn't. Uh, it was it was solid. I wasn't like blown away, like oh, you know. But yeah, it was a solid start. You know, as as we were talking the other night, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so far, so far, so good. Yeah, but like. Like, Will will forever be the DC apologist, and I will forever be the MCU apologist. Um, <laughs> we, we have our loyalties, you know. Yeah. I, I know when I'm biased about something, and I go into an MCU show thinking this is going to be really good. Sometimes I'm disappointed. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah. but you know, um, I, I like it. I, I yeah. feel like we need this kind of show. We haven't gotten it since. Mm-hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier and like that ending moment just kept making me think of the I think it was the third episode where you had the the bloody shield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Masterful. Masterful. And they played classical music just like in this one. There's something Mm -hmm. so like eerie about it. Um, Yeah. yeah, So cool. Yeah. But. But yeah, yeah. So, so we got, we got five weeks with Fury, Fury and Sons, Talos and Sons. Um, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what we get by the end of it. We'll see if Will is on the train or if he, he got off and he's like, nope, I'm not on this train. I'm going to a different <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, well, they they kind of had me with uh, with Cal Bradstreet, uh, you know, for Mister Robot. Uh, they 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 got me. They got, they got my. They piqued my interest, and so far I'm like, hmm. okay. So you know, so I'm also looking at it through that lens as well. Like, can I see some of those story beats and and it with you know with uh, some of the geopolitical things that we that we also saw in Mister Robot? Will that kind of creep into some of the storylines here on on the show? We shall see. And on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.